And if you keep going back, then that that shows that you do have an emotional attachment. No, no, no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You can keep going back with no emotional attack. Right. I ain't That's never true. kissed that girl in her mouth. <laughs> Not one time. Welcome back to the Cup Check Podcast, Episode 7. This is where buddies get together to discuss sports, relationships, culture, current events, and everything in between. Nothing is off limits. We've been friends for over 20 years, but rarely agree on anything. So, with no further ado, here we go. What up, fellas? We got Kev back. First time what up, what long, up? Long time. Hi, Kev. Hey, guys. Shut up, Kev. No. Shut up, Kev. <laughs> no. Well, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Good to be okay. back. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm engaged now. Put this phone away. All right, let's do this. <laughs> JT's all been right. listening to R. Kelly all morning. Yeah, all yeah. morning. All morning. It's been a weird morning. La, da, 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 da. Oh, Please stop. Dedicated um, this one. So, yeah, I'm going to skip the cups because, you know, everybody just has water. Except for Roy. Roy has his fresh pressed juice early. today. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so we're doing an early morning run Clean. today. So Yep. Keeps the, keeps the evil out. <laughs> the demons. Um. But yeah, man, I want to start with something, something kind of fun, man. You know, we've been hearing more and more about, or not hearing more about, we've just been hearing more of Kanye, a.k.a. Ye. Uh, but who do y'all think will win in a fight? Pete Kanye. Davidson or Ye? Kanye. Why? Have it, like, I feel like he's not, I don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> he's crazy, but I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if he got hands. I don't know if he does, but I just think he'll fight dirty. I'm going Pete. <laughs> I'm just going Pete. Uh, something about Pete, man, is he's one of those dudes, like, to me, he, like, all right. Like, he got that look in his eye. And I don't know if it's because he got the crazy eyes, like Bobby Porter's thing <laughs> going. And I know where that comes from. I'm not making shade with that. But a dude that looks a certain way, yeah. I'm like, you know what? He probably off on something. Like, you know, I, I, now nah, I'm going Pete. All right. Kanye, eh. He might get you on one punch, but as soon as he miss, it's a wrap. I feel like Kanye's fights like real spastic, like, <laughs> like swinging all crazy, feet going all crazy, eyes closed, swinging. Yeah. He got those boots too, man. He can take those boots Moon off, boots. And just destroy him with those boots. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Kanye can do it, man. I mean, I watched his uh, his thing on uh, Netflix, and then where the DJ. I don't know if you guys seen it. No, I ain't seen it yet. Oh, okay. I ain't gonna go too much into it, but you know, somebody dissed him, and then he pulled up on him and didn't do a damn thing <laughs> so i already know you know he not built like that so i gotta go with pete hey man i think they need to stop all this like jake paul boxing they need to take like these dudes that have so-called beef throw them in the ring man make some money off of it oh, yeah. scrap man i think it'll be fun hey these dudes too pretty though they're not they're not ready for that nah they ain't about that life they do a lot of talking twitter fingers <laughs> um all right well we just we're coming off of super bowl weekend uh you know just recap Rams won, obviously. Uh, you know, what were y'all thoughts on the Super Bowl, man? What y'all think about the game itself? There was a game? Oh, the game was good. I thought the game was good. I mean, considering. Yeah. The considering third. the game was good. It, it was uh, – <sighs> no, I thought the game was good. I mean, it was kind of like drama field. There was a couple calls that I was like, all right, they ain't not throwing the flag, but okay, let's throw the flag now. Right. Things that could have, you know, pushed the game one way or another. Uh, but I thought it was entertaining. I had no no skin in the game. I could care less who won. Yeah, to be I hate, honest, I hate when people are like, "Oh, you're from LA. You're not going for the Rams." No, I'm not going for the Rams. Oh, I fuck actually, the city. I wanted. I wanted. Uh, actually, I wanted Joe. Joe Cool. Joe yeah. Shiesty. I wanted him to win, man. Kind of want to see him win. Too. Um, you know, been a better parade. I didn't think he was gonna <laughs> win, but you know, I wanted. But it was a good game, though. You know, yeah. until it came down to like the end. You know, yeah. where Aaron Donald did what he did and got mm-hmm. the, the security for him. So the game was good. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was a good game, but I think everybody was kind of rooting for Joe Thorough, um, yeah, just man. because uh, you know his swag and the way he played this whole year, and they they were the the underdog the whole year. The Rams had this super team where it, it just everybody kind of wanted to, you know, have a lot of hate for them. But you know, I mean, the game was good. I think the third quarter it was just a slug. It was just boring and slow. But other than that, the game was good. It was exciting. A couple calls here and there could have turned it for either team. Yeah, going back to what JT said, people from LA. The, the the problem I had with the Rams winning was people coming like that I seen after the game 
we won, man, we won. Like, who was we? Who was we? Yeah. <laughs> when were you, you a Rams fan? You ain't rooting for the Rams ever. And now all of a sudden you're a Ram fan? Yeah. Oh, well, because it's our city. Like, man, yeah. get out of here. We did it, Joe. Yeah, we did yeah. it, Joe. Yeah, I had that argument. I'm like, so it's your city. I'm like, so you want me to root for the Clippers too? Right. Like, right. like right. I'm never going to do that. Not going to be able right. to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, think about it. When we were growing up, they were in Orange County. Like, they had yeah. already they had moved out to Orange County by the time we were, could even think about football. So it was like nobody cared about them. The Raiders were here. Everybody yeah. was a Raider fan because they were playing at the Coliseum. Nobody cared about the Rams. This is such a, just a transplant city to begin with, though. Right. So it's kind of right. hard to, like, I don't know. I mean, it helps the Rams from a fan base standpoint to have one. You know, they're, they're one up on the Chargers from the L.A. perspective and getting a casual fan. But right. we got so many fans that's from other places. I mean, right. even when you go to these games, the Rams fans are outnumbered. Yeah. Niners yeah. are near. Big like time. they play the Niners, Niners are there. Right. Hell, the Super Bowl. There was more Bengals fans there than Rams yeah. fans. Like Eagles. All yeah, that. it's yeah. just it's just one of those things that's just like you got to win multiple championships here for people to give a damn because there's almost there's so many other things to go that goes on out here to do. Yep. Yep. This is a Laker, Dodger, some will say Raider, 49er town. You know, right. because yeah. they have skin in the game from other from past years and generationally passed down and things of that sort. But you know, I. I mean, as you can see from the turnout from the parade, it was, you know, like it was not it was not the usual turnout. They should have had it in Inglewood to begin with, but right. you know, whatever. So, so with the Rams winning comes this other conversation of Matt Stafford being a lock for Hall of Fame now, just now that he has a ring. Uh, what do y'all think, man? Because I mean, he set he set pretty much every record on the Lions, right? Came over here, got some help, wanted wanted chip, like. I mean, I can't take it away from him. He he had the team to help put it together. Like the Megatron days were fun, but mm-hmm. I think more than half of of his time there, they had a losing record. You know, as a team. Granted, he was putting up numbers. You know, four thousand plus a year, twenty something touchdowns and all that stuff. What do y'all think? Do y'all think he's a lot? I think he's gonna get in. I don't. I, I'm not gonna necessarily say like first ballot, but I think he's gonna get in. You, it's hard to argue with. You know. 50,000 yards plus he's probably going to get to 55 maybe 60 by the time he stops playing you know he's at 300 touchdowns right now I mean it's, it's kind of hard to argue it you get a Super Bowl I mean I'm, I, Kurt Warner should get into the Super Bowl and his numbers I mean he he had a he had a, a shorter like like uh time period of when he played but I mean he was he, he probably was greater but I don't know. I, I would say that he would get in. I'm saying he's not a, a first ballot, but I, I think he should get in just based off of the full body of work. Um, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. What y'all think? I'm gonna say hell no. Nah, he ain't a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Put it like this: like his career. I look at it. Okay, I'm just breaking down from his career, and then his 2000 and this past season, 2022 season, right? So career record: 85, 95, and one. Not good. There's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that have. Worst records than that. Marino. You know? Marino, well, Marino, you can go with Bradshaw, Namath, yeah, all these people, right? Bradshaw got like three Super Bowls. There you go. <laughs> Postseason record, three and three. All right, that's whatever, but three of those wins came this year. He was 0-3 before that, right? Yeah. One Pro Bowl in his life. <laughs> Never been an All-Pro, finished top five in passing rating one time, top five in TDs three times. Cool. Now let's take it this year, right? 41 touchdowns, 17 picks. Let the league in picks. That league and pick sixes. Not good. <laughs> no Pro Bowls. No All Pros. No Super Bowl MVP. In fact, he probably would have lost that MVP. I would have lost the game for the Rams in the Super Bowl if it wasn't for Aaron Donald. Can sure. he get there eventually? Maybe. Maybe. But right now, hell no, nah, he not. He only got one ring. That ain't good enough. Not enough Pro Bowls. People say, oh, Aaron, well, Aaron Rodgers only got one ring. Yeah, but he got like four MVPs or something like that, right? Three or four? Yeah. League MVPs. was one back-to-back. Yeah. That counts. So this dude got to do more, like, individual stuff for me for me to be like, all right, yeah, he's, he's, he's for sure a Hall of Famer. Right now, nah. All I know, he's just better than Jared Goff. <laughs> they got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Right. He's sure better than Jared Goff. That's sure. all he proved. He didn't throw up on himself. In the yeah, he game. just proved that to me. So, nah, he ain't won yet. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, like Richard Sherman said, the bar is low. Like, to even be talking about this after one Super Bowl win. I mean, yeah, you know, he had – he has stats. A lot of people have stats, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is great. He, he played on a sorry-ass team for years. Uh, I got tired of seeing them in, um, what was it, what did they play? Every Thanksgiving? Yeah. yeah. Um, every yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So he had nothing to do but to throw the ball all the time mm-hmm. and get and pad his stats. Um, but like, like Roy was saying, man, no all pros, no MVPs, one Pro Bowl, 
not even MVP of the Super Bowl, never considered never considered the best in any year he played. Nope, not even this year. It's like a participation trophy now, just to get that yellow jacket, you know, for mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame, <laughs> or, or even have this conversation about about. I don't care anything about his yards or anything like that. I mean, that's great. You're a quarterback. You're supposed to throw for yards, but MVP. I mean, not MVP. Hall of Fame. Nah, no way. Not yet. Keep playing, man. Keep you know, keep padding your stats, maybe, but not yet. So what would it take? So like my my take on it is it goes back to what JT said. I think he I think he's gonna get in because because of yeah. just the way the league is set up. That's do I saying. think he should? I don't know. I mean, dude put up numbers. Like I said, it was fun. Like him and Megatron days. Like like mm-hmm. dude dude was throwing bombs. You know, yeah. but he was also throwing a lot of picks, which he did this year too. Um, but you know, are we talking are we talking about wins as a team? Or are we talking about you know, the actual quarterback play. You know what I mean? Because obviously it takes a whole team. Football is, is, a, is a team, team full-on team sport, Yeah. right? So yep. what dictates whether or not you make it into the hall? You know what I mean? Is, that, is it your stats? Is it you leading a team? And then there's all, obviously the media puts a pressure on the quarterback to, like, be the, the main person yeah. on the team and the leader. So it's like by those standards, like, does he make it or not? Just because the team won the chip or, you know, or is it based on his play? Like yeah, I, I don't have a memorable moment of him yeah, in his right, career true. to this point. Yeah. Not even the Super Bowl. It wasn't nothing. I remember that pick, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's one of those things, like, to your point, it's almost like, damn, they won almost in spite of him. Yeah, he let the, you know, he did the great game-winning touchdown drive, but at the same time, it's like, would they have been in that position if he didn't, th- if he didn't throw those picks? Right. You know, it's like. Probably not. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's one of those things, like. You know, if he didn't win this game, if they didn't win this game, are we still having this conversation? I mean, they we're not. Okay, so they were up 13-3, and then he threw that pick, and then the Bengals got all that momentum to come mm-hmm. back into the game. So, to your point, yeah, he did kind of screw the game up almost and almost blow it. And Cooper Cup kind of saved them. A couple questionable calls at the end went their way, and, mm-hmm. and they got the win. I mean, I, to answer your question, Rob, I think it's, a, it's the full body of work. So, you look at wins. His, his regular season wins suck. Like he's Awful. under five, he's under five hundred. He's ten games under five hundred. Trash. He's got a Super Bowl. He has no MVPs. You know he's got one one Pro Bowl, no All Pros. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl. <laughs> Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl. But but, but they didn't throw for fifty thousand yards too. So that's why I said that's why I said he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll eventually get in just because of the way things are now. But I mean that doesn't necessarily matter. To wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. He should have been. Uh, T.O.'s situation is different. Mita didn't like his ass. I know, but, but also I'm saying like, like Matt, well, well, they get to my next point. Matt Stafford needs to do a better job with the media too because he was in Detroit. Nobody knew who the hell he He wasn't talking. He wasn't speaking to anybody. Now his his opportunity. He's in the second largest media market. He needs to put himself out there, and this is his opportunity to kind of sell himself like as far as that goes. So, you know, yeah. What well, I do like about he could drink. That man, was, that man could drink. Man was Brady, let, Brady. let the photographer fall off, all off, all off the stage. He, he was on. Yeah. I thought the guy died. <laughs> Brady was t- uh, tweeting him, talking about drink more water, dude. Right. <laughs> so aside from the game, what y'all think about the halftime show? You know, we had Dre, had Mary J, Eminem, Kendrick. You know, Fifty made a special uh-huh. appearance. <laughs> this big ass hanging upside down. Uh, yeah, that okay. he was giving him the blues. Show too. was great, uh, but that Fifty thing was weird to me. I, I was just like, <laughs> yo, one song. Too. I had to do a double take. Like, that's really Fifty. Yeah. I was like, who's this guy? I thought it was a parody at first. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Why are they going to do 50 like that? But I was like, oh, that's really him. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, the show was great. I thought the, I thought it was more so like how they set up the stage, yeah, had right. the references, like Tams, Tams. I'm like, man, yeah. I used to live around the corner from Tams. Right. Stuff like right. that. So it was like nostalgic. Nostalgic for sure. Um, I thought the show was dope. I, I loved how they, how they did it. Um, I think Kendrick's performance was like kind of reminding me. It's like, oh, shoot, kind of forget about like, Kendrick, yeah. like he's, he's dope. Live. He's awesome. He's dope. awesome. You know, but yeah, the show. I thought the show was dope. I thought it was. I know. Good. I know they only good. gave him like thirteen minutes, whatever it was. I was like, damn, man. I wish. I wish yeah. they had more time. You know? Yeah, they have fourteen minutes to do yeah. the show. Um, I thought the game should have been in there over fifty because the game is from L.A. Hmm. Um, that would have been cool though. If Dre would have put the game in. Yeah. Do they get but, along? Still, I don't know. they still beefing? Who? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, no, no. Uh, Dre. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't keep up with that type of stuff but i mean mary's not from la either and she was in it so eminem's not either eminem yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're right but he's eminem now the show the show was cool man uh i kept seeing people complaining online oh the show could have been so much better like you realize you got five five six artists that got 14 minutes 
And these people have mega hits that they got to try to squeeze into 14 it's minutes. Like how do you pick which song? Yeah, right. Yeah, song, so, right. man, be grateful. You know, they, right. they, they took over the city. They took over the stadium. They did their thing in 14 minutes with mm-hmm. that amount of time. They did a great job. Uh, I think it was awesome. I mean, Snoop and Dre alone could have did it by themselves with the, all the hits they got, like all the stuff that they touched. And, you know, I don't know. I thought it was great. Yeah, all right. Complaints. Um, so we're going to move on to HBCUs. So we got, you know, a lot more kids are choosing HBCUs due to, you know, the woke culture of the schools. Uh, a lot of kids are doing it. You know, we're doing it for the culture. We're going to choose, you know, HBCU instead of going to whatever school, right? Uh, the civil unrest and all the news over the past couple of years obviously played into it, too, I think. Um, and then now you got prime uh, Deion Sanders bringing top athlete recruits into the program at Jackson State. So it's like more athletes are starting to choose HBCUs too. Um, I know JT, you got a kid about to go to college now. Um, are y'all considering HBCUs? And what are y'all thoughts on, on you know, more kids moving over to HBCUs? Is Jackson State a HBCU? Yes. Yeah, same Mississippi. I don't see, I don't. Oh, it is on here. I was looking. I got a list right here. I just, <laughs> just found it. Yeah, you slammed, um, slammed the hell out of your iPad on, <laughs> on a table. Hey, man, this ain't my table, so I don't care. Um, so, no, nah, no, nah, you know, I think it's great. You know, so I've explained, I'm explaining this to my son, too. Like, you know, he plays ball right now, senior in high school. You don't got to go to none of them big-name schools that you think are, like, you know, you see on TV, um, the, the, you know, the, the Dukes and the Kansases and all those other great schools. I mean, they're great schools and all, but – why not go somewhere where you're, you know, it's a little more diverse. You see more people that look like you. Um, you it's a totally different experience. Like if I could do college over, I would have went to a HBCU instead of staying here in Southern California. Uh, I know people who have done the HBCU experience. I've actually visited. I know me and Roy went there for some fraternity stuff way mm-hmm. back, way back in the day, and it was fun. I mean, it was great. Like I lost actually, my damn mind. I need to go back for like a, a homecoming or something one of these times. That'd be awesome. But um. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping my son picks one of these schools, man, and um, has a great time. I definitely think, you know, I've been seeing the thing, reading, reading about the funding, like, you know, the new president, whatever his name is, is supposed to be uh, sending funding to the HBCUs to make it more fair, you know, as far as the, uh, the education and the resources that these schools have. So, you know, you put the right resources in these schools, then the education will, will follow, and, you know, uh, the students will follow. You know, so I think it's, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, no, I mean, I got a unique perspective. I went to both. So mm-hmm. I, I had I spent a year and a half at Morehouse, and then I finished up out here. And, you know, going out there, initially coming from L.A., going to Atlanta, it was much different Atlanta back then than what it is now. Um, but it was more so, like, um, looking at it from a perspective of coming from L.A., coming from a place that was diverse, it was it – was, it was good to see. Um, I know I was homesick at first, like that first semester, but you kind of get over it. And, and just the experience of you see all those black people doing positive things, especially in, in Atlanta and in the, in, the, in the AUC and Atlanta University Center. You got Spelman right there. You got Morehouse right mm-hmm. there. Morris Brown was still around back then when I was there. And then Clark Atlanta is right there. And also Georgia State is right there, too, which is basically like 50, 60 percent black. So it's almost right. like a de facto black college. You got Georgia Tech. You know, Emory, there's a bunch of schools like in that area where you could just have a great time. And it was just a great experience. It's a lot of people uplifting you, looking out for you. I remember one time I didn't wake up and go to class and my professor was banging on my door like 10 minutes after, like, where, where are you? Why aren't you? Why weren't you in class? And it was like, I, you know, me transferring back out here, going to school out here. They don't care about you like that. They're not going to like look out for you like that. And, and it was it's really like a, a nurturing feeling when, and it's, it's really good for these kids to see that. And I'm happy that they're actually putting money towards these athletic programs to make it more because I mean, I feel like sports like football, you don't necessarily, it doesn't really matter what school you go to. Like, you know, like a lot of these big players, like, like T.O. didn't go to a big school, mm-hmm. uh, Antonio Brown. There's a ton of players. That, I mean, yeah, Rice, Shannon, yeah. Shannon Sharp didn't go to a Shannon big school. Sharp, yeah. You know, he went to Savannah state. Yeah. So, you know, basketball is a little bit different, but they're kind of really trying to break the mold with that, too. So I, I think it's great that they're actually doing that and they're actually putting these schools to the forefront. And all these NBA players are like really like going like Chris Paul is an advocate for a lot of the HBCUs and different things like but that. But NBA, I know that this, you know, All-Star Weekend, they're doing, I don't know if you all heard about the HBCU mm-hmm. NBA thing. So mm-hmm. I guess it's uh, Morgan State versus Howard. Yeah. And it's like, oh. it's, I think it's today. It is today. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. playing. It's like uh, a classic or something. Yeah, and they're donating like 200K mm-hmm. to uh, – I both think schools? the both schools, yeah. So it's more of the awareness thing right now. So I, yeah. it, it made me think about, I, I'm curious, and this is more of a question. Like, do you think there's a correlation between 
the rise of hate crimes and on the state level to the a direct relationship with that and enrollment of HBCUs and the awareness that's brought with it. Because I just makes, it makes me wonder that, you know, if it wasn't for certain things that occurred in our, in our recent past, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, all this social um, injustice, racial inequality, uh, protests, things of that sort, would this same awareness be there from, from a public standpoint, from a publicity standpoint, from, you know, certain like athletes, you know, giving their, their time and, and, and money and, and all this stuff that's influx into the HBCU um, community, would it be there if it wasn't for these type of things that happened? So it made me just think about that and also just that HBCUs originally were like kind of like looked at like, okay, this is our only option. Right. Only option. Gave us a safe space, you know, a sense of security and belonging and things that sort. And that was the reasoning initially for why people would look at these schools. And it just made me just think about like, wow, if it wasn't for that happening, like would it, would, would all this awareness be there? Would NBA have embraced HBCUs as part mm-hmm. of their, I guess you can say their, um, not only say checklist, but like kind of like their scope of what they need to accomplish for the year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, it just makes me wonder about that stuff. That's a good point yeah. for sure. <clears throat> like I said, like all the, the civil unrest and everything, I, th- I think it all played into it, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is one of those silver linings that the things that, that, you know, the good that comes out of, you know, kind of some tough situations or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I said, that's definitely a good point. Yeah. I, I think, uh, and I had that conversation at work, right. You know, touching on your point. Um, I don't think it would have, you know, as far mm-hmm. as, you know, the awareness, um, and even at work, you know, the, the old, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion things have ramped up ever since like right. the whole black Lives matter and the George Floyd's and the, you know, all these other instances in the news and whatnot, it seems like the company started taking it more serious. So me as a minority, I, I'm in these meetings like, well, where were you guys' efforts prior? Like, this isn't nothing new. Right. right. You know, this has been going on for years. It's just yeah. now it's getting filmed and it's being publicized. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it loses its value now that you want to do something now. After um, because how long? These HBCUs have been around since 18-something, yeah. you know, ni- early 1900s. You know, so now all of a sudden you guys give a damn? You know, it, it just doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. yeah, it becomes one of those things. Like I said, it was like one of those things. Like everybody has this DIB initiative, right? The diversity, inclusion, and belonging. And it's like, and I don't know if it's like a checklist thing now, but it kind of feels like that at, at some cases. It it's like, oh, you know, what's the, what's, what can we do to make sure that we hit this part of our DIB yeah. uh, initiative, right? What's the, what's the most we can do? NBA's like, oh, let's bring in HBCUs and make it a part of what we do as an um, NBA family. Okay, well, let me see during the draft. Are you drafting players from these schools? Mm. Right. You know, are you working them out? Are you giving them a chance to even make the team? Yeah. That's a different conversation. You know what I mean? Because, you know. It, yeah, are you it, doing it, it for the optics? Right. Or are you doing it's it because you really care? And you know? it becomes an optic conversation, like to your point. So I think it's more driven by that DIB initiative that's happening across the board well, in every aspect. Sports, uh, you know, companies, you business. know, it's, it's a thing now. Yep. Well, also, I mean, I, the NBA is a unique league where the, they actually listen to the players and the players do drive a lot of this stuff. And I feel like Chris Paul was somebody that was actually doing stuff like this even before all this stuff was going on, but it wasn't highly publicized. Yeah, and he when was. all this stuff happened, then people were like, oh, let's actually listen to him. And he became the Players Association president, and, and he had more pull as far as that goes. Um, at the end of the day, these kids are going to go places where they think they can succeed. And if they think they're getting scouted, if you're good enough, you're going to get scouted wherever. If you go to Howard, if you go to Duke or whatever, if you're good enough, then you should be able to get scouted. And, and, and I feel like... That's why I said it's a better opportunity for the NFL where they, the scouts actually will find you if you're that good, like yeah. if you're at a D2 school. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, yeah, to, to your point, now, I, don't, I, don't, I think that this really increased the awareness, and I think that the NBA needs to really continue just listening to the players and allowing the players to do that and giving these other players. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I can't even think of any uh, players that went to HBCUs that are like big players. I mean, I know John Morant went to a smaller school. He went to Murray State, but it's not an HBCU. Um, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, yeah I can't think of any either. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody like a like a, not a, prominent a legit player, player yeah. that that went to. And and there's a lot of good players that actually did end up going to these places. They just didn't get the opportunity. So to. that's my point. It's yeah. just like, is it a checklist thing, or are you going to put it into action? Are you going to even like? I don't even hear about them even in the G League. Right. I don't, you know, I don't see it happening. So it's one of those things that, yeah, is it an optics thing? Yeah, it looks good. Okay, yeah. we're investing money, but then it's like, are you really supporting their their dreams or actually giving them a chance? Now, granted, 
maybe if you're just not good enough to make it, you're not good enough to make it. I get all right. that, but right. I don't even see them on like summer league teams. I don't see these tryouts like, oh, what school did you go to? Oh, he went to Howard, or he went to Hampton, or he went to you know uh, any other like these smaller schools, Alabama A and T, whatever the case may be. Like, you don't see it. Right. Well, yeah. hopefully with the, with the money going in and the attention being drawn to these schools, more top athletes will start choosing the schools. Right. And then that way they don't, they don't have a choice at mm-hmm. that point. Right. You have to you yeah. have to draft from Which one of these schools. Deion Sanders is one of those right. people that's yeah. making that change. So hopefully know? hopefully that takes place. Yeah. But aside from aside from sports, do you guys think that the degree holds the same value as a, re- a traditional college or even like a top tier college like a Harvard or Stanford or whatever do, like do the degrees hold that same weight in the business world I think it depends on the school just like the just like the PWI schools it depends on the school yeah. like it depends on the school it depends on the network um, you know the rankings and different things like that 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 doesn't change I don't think I, um, you know you, you have your like you look at US News and World Report they'll give you like the top like Spelman is always like the top HBCU and then like Howard is in there and Morehouse and you know, FAM and Hampton and all these other ones. Mm-hmm. There's like a select like group of HBCUs that they say, you know, are like the, the top tier ones or have like the best networks and different things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's really like what the network can do for you because that's what really gives you the, the, the wider scope of like how you can actually live, have your career, have a support system and different things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think um, – I think it's the same. It should be the same parameters as it is with the PWI schools, where it's like if you're ranked crappy, then yeah, you're you're not going to get much out of it. But if if you you are ranked, and they, they should all be ranked in the same level as far as like what they provide, like as far as opportunities and education, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully like them getting more money and and adding to their endowments will give them you know more opportunities for these these kids to get internships and have you know actual employers coming on campus trying to interview them and different things like that too, which is which is a big part of why you want to go to a school like I want to get a job that's, that's what you go to school for is to figure out what you're gonna do with the rest of your life it's terrible to um to discriminate against someone based on what school they went to mm-hmm. um regardless man like I don't care if you that's went true. to the, the you know uh, Harvard compared to Cal State man people go where they can afford to go right um where they're accepted to go and, you know, and that's just their circumstance, right? right? So if they went to, you know, a lesser college and earned that bachelor's or master's degree and someone else went to a higher, you know, one of those top-notch colleges and spent 100, 200 grand, right. why is their edge what? Because they paid more? That, right. that, that makes no sense, man, like to me, you know, mm-hmm. just regardless. Like I don't no. care what school you went to, but it happens in the, in the business world all the time. Yeah, People judge people based Every on what day. college they went to. Pedigree. You know, and and that sucks, man. Like people, like I said, you go where you can afford to go, um, and where you are accepted to go, and you earn whatever education you got from that institute, mm-hmm. right? That's not your, you know, it shouldn't be your handicap. So like, I just it, it sucks that people feel that way. Like, oh, well, I went to, you know, Ivy League. Good for you. Like, right? That's, that's you wanted to spend that money, or you had those connections. Good for you. But the next person didn't, and they still earned their degree, so they should still be yeah. entitled to the same positions in the workforce that you are. Right, it should be when it comes down to it, workforce goes, and this happens a lot in the business world, can you do the job or not? Yeah. Like, I don't, I honestly don't think, I think it has changed and evolved over time, like back, you know, sort of, you know, like no one checks for GPAs. Like not anymore. Used to, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. You know, and no one right. can, so like ultimately your experience should trump, you know, mm-hmm. the schooling. Again, there's exceptions depending on what fields you're in, but for the most part, your experience should trump any school you, you go to, you know, all the things, the only thing I, I looked at from like degrees is that, okay, you're capable of learning. Right. You, you can, you can go through you something, can go you can through, complete it. Exactly. You That's all it tells you. It doesn't yeah, tell you can yeah. do this job, bro. Right. right. Discipline to stick right. it out. That's all it is. And then did you really discipline? Did you really stick it out? Or did you like, you know, like, did you kind of coast did your you way float through? your way through? <laughs> did just you teach it? I mean, those are all subjective, you know, yeah. thoughts or whatever, but yeah. at the same time, it don't, it doesn't mean anything and it shouldn't. It should be like, are you capable of doing the job? Can I see you fit culturally here in this in this environment we work in? Do I have a rapport with you? Can I build a rapport with you? Yeah. It doesn't matter what well, it shouldn't matter what you want to school. I, I mean, that's a larger conversation as far as just yeah. breaking the whole good old boys network and, and actually having people in those positions of hiring that will will not care and not discriminate based off of those particular things, whether it's color, whether it's where you went to school or different things like that. So you know, that's another that's a larger conversation where we have to get more people in these in these higher positions that can actually make these changes and, and 
and make sure that they see it through. Yeah. But it's good for HBCUs. Overall, back to our original yeah. point, our, our topic. HBCUs are great. I think it's a yeah. great experience. I think it is. If you have the opportunity to go and you have a, a child that's looking into schools and, you know, they definitely should. I know, you know, it used to have like a black eye in the past, but yeah. the exposure that's being created, regardless of what, if it's meaningful or not, is still good for, for us. It's still good for for the for that um, for the HBCUs in general, so you know, yep. you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, they, definitely, you know, it's long overdue. Encourage the young people to to explore it and to make it an option, man. Um, and then we speaking in California, <laughs> right? Speaking of our young people, um, we just got news recently. Uh, I think it was just yesterday that mm-hmm. Kim Potter, uh, who was convicted in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright. Um, if you guys don't know the story, you know, she says she mistakenly drew her gun instead of her taser. Um, the prosecutors were requesting a thing like seven years, two months, which still seems low to me, but uh, she was only sentenced to two years, right, which is less than the prosecutors requested. And then with good behavior, she can be released in 16 months. Crazy. Uh, and, you know, I mean, we've seen this, this kind of thing play out. Uh, you know, the fact that she was convicted at all obviously is, you know, obviously still a win in a sense, surprising, uh, but two years, 16 months technically with, with good behavior. What are, y'all, what are y'all thoughts on that? So for me, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, all right, I, when I first heard about it, I was just like, okay, let me take a step back and actually see what happened in the trial and, re- and understand the whole case and what, what, what caused and all this stuff. So basically, you know, like, like you said, just, you know, pull the gun, pull the gun accidentally, you know, thought it was a taser, they have a recording of her saying, you know, oh, I, I thought, I think I, I should have, I, I was trying to draw my taser. God, I, you know, I shot her. I think I killed him, whatever, whatever. All right. But the law is the law. And then my thing is like, you know, especially in that state, because considering everything that's been going on in that state, it's right. almost like it's a slap in the face. Uh, we took like multiple steps back with that verdict to me. Yeah. Now, granted, she could have done it on accident. Okay. You're a trained professional. I don't, I mean... You know, there's a difference between a taser and a gun. And you should know, especially being, what, how long she's on the force? 16 years? 26 yeah. years? 26, 26, 26 years, right? 26 years. You cannot make those type of mistakes. And there's consequences for those mistakes. Now, that's one thing if he got shot and lived. No, he died. And all you got to pay is 16 months for that? Nah, that's not cool to me. But you can't really, bring, there's no time you can put on bringing a person's life back, especially if it yeah. wasn't deserved, right? But at the same time, there are laws and you should be, trial to the full extent of the law now the judge made this you know decision based on her own discretion which she's allowed to i guess in this case but i thought her reasoning was weak very weak she yeah. fell for the quote-unquote white tears in my opinion <laughs> you know like if you cry hard enough yeah. and you show remorse hard enough and you get a judge that's empathetic you can get off yeah. if you're not black she so got, she probably viewed her as a peer too, right? She's a, she's in law enforcement. So to me, it's like it's one of those things that she got over and got off on that alone, yeah. you know. And it, and it's sad and it sucks because to me, it can it can cause some additional unrest because of that. And hopefully, it doesn't, but it could. And I wouldn't be ups. I mean, I couldn't blame it. Yeah. To your point, like the the, um, it's similar to me to the Rittenhouse thing with the mm-hmm. whole tears mm-hmm. and whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of the trial was focused on like her remorse and like her feelings and her tears and uh, the mom of Dante Wright, I guess she made a statement which was powerful to me too, but she said, uh, this is the problem with our justice system today. White women's tears trump justice. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, that, that, that's really what it, what it kind of came down to. Like you said, the, at the discretion of the judge being able to say, you know, she's remorseful, right? And I feel like that was part of the defense was that she was super remorseful. They, they had her on video right after it happened, crying. And, you know, um, you know, they tried to, I mean, she's a human, but they, you know, they humanize her in a way that the jurors and everybody will relate to her and, mm-hmm. and connect with her feelings and, oh, she did something wrong. Um, but, and then they had this whole thing about if he would have just complied, you know, he would still be here. I'm like, yeah, granted, yes, you know, you should comply and all that stuff, I'm not right. saying that. But, that's not grounds to, to kill someone, right? Whether it's accident or not. How many how many murderers are in in prison right now that are remorseful though? Like right. serving life, right? Like, Every uh, it, I mean, that, that remorseful it just just doesn't. That's why I said it was BS. That I reason mean, was BS. I just don't get it, man. Like, so I'm I'm reading this quote from the judge. 
says, I recognize there will be, there will be those who disagree with this sentence that I granted a, a significant downward departure does not in any way diminish Dante Wright's life. His life mattered. And to those who disagree and feel a longer prison sentence is, in a, is appropriate, as difficult as it may be, please try to empathize with Miss Potter's situation. Bullshit. But we're Miss Potter's the trial is about Dante. It's not about Miss Potter's situation. Right. Like this is where the judge went wrong in the this is not about her. This is about her taking his life, yes, but we're not trying to empathize with her situation. We're trying to empathize with the family who lost a loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, forget the remorse part. I know people who are who are who are remorseful for a lot of things that they did. That doesn't make it right. Or I mean you should forgive them. Then also it says the maximum sentence for first degree manslaughter is 15 years mm-hmm. and a $30,000 fine. And for second degree manslaughter, 10 years and a $20,000 fine. This woman got 24 months and a $1,000 fine. And probably will get off early for good behavior. Six, six, 16, yeah. 16, 16 months. That's going to go away. Yeah. And she'll probably get out before the yeah. 16 months. She will. Good behavior. Yeah. Probably have, yeah that's just that. it's crazy. I mean, I know people who do, do doing more time for drugs right now than mm-hmm. what she got yep but that's what the verdict came down to is like be remorseful for her yeah like she remorseful. lost something yeah. what did she lose i don't i don't know it's it, that's why i thought the judge's reason like reasoning was 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 real weak and, and whack and kind of just basically you know it was just like all right well sorry you lost a son but i see this woman here and i see her crying i see her being remorseful so i'm gonna empathize for her because she's here right my, your son's not. But isn't Dante's mom white too? Yeah, I think yeah. So. yeah, yeah, he's mixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she, I think she dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a tough one because it's like, like I was saying before, maybe she viewed her as a peer and she was trying to go easy on her because she's in in law enforcement and that there she's in the court system. That doesn't make it right, you know. That that doesn't make it right at all. Like like this the and like you said, the climate that has been going on in Minnesota with all this stuff that's been going down, not in just in Minnesota, but just all over the country, all over the world. Like people have to be aware of these things, and you know, I think the prosecution uh, was was um, recommending like seven years or something like right. that. Mm-hmm. She could have met him half. She could have met him halfway and been like, okay, five years. She probably would have got out in three for good behavior or something like that. Like that still wouldn't have that wouldn't have been enough, but it would have been better than this situation. Right. Like, you got like at least or or take their recommendation and say I'm gonna go with your recommendation and like at least meet the prosecution halfway because it's like. That's just a slap in the face. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. well, you're, you're concerned about what she's going on. Well, what about this family and what they're dealing with? You should know, like, mm-hmm. like you know, and you, you, we, could, we could sit here and argue about the difference between the weight of a taser and an actual, like, gun and this and that and yada, yada, yada. I get it. Bad things happen in split decisions, but it still happened. Right. And you still have to, you know, pay the consequences for your actions. We all do. Every, mm-hmm. every day. We, we go out and do something stupid. We'll have to deal with it, and we'll we'll get the full force. They won't go easy on us, right? There's a right. certain level of competency that you have to have in whatever job, right? Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. It just so happens that this job, the uh, you know, the weight of it is greater. You know, right. I mean, you're you're basically dealing with people's lives. You Which know, she, she so signed up for that. That's what I'm saying. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying. So this isn't this isn't you weren't forced into this. You know, you, you choose this job knowing the risks, uh, knowing that you tra- you know whether you're trying to make a difference or whatever the case may be, uh, but to be able to essentially get away uh, with something like this negligent is is you know it's kind of crazy, man. Sad. Yeah. It's really sad. And then I get it. Again, I'm not going to like diminish the fact that it might have been an accident it might have been but right. at the same I'm time sure there's consequences yeah. for everything we do in life whether we 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 do it on purpose or not and again to your point kev about where the judge could have met the prosecution halfway if you're talking about we're talking about optics optic optically this looks terrible right. <laughs> you know <Right. laughs> it's a terrible look you know it's just so to me it's just like not only did the judge not like like empathize or, or be fair and just to everyone involved, you took it a step further and was just like, you know what? I'm really going to side with her and just say, hey, I feel bad for her. Right. That's really what it came down to. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. So to me, it's just like you just threw out the fact, of, you know, that this, 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 this man, this son, this father's brother, uncle, got grandson, nephew is gone. 
and said empathize with Miss Potter's situation. Her situation. What is her situation? Uh, that's she probably got kids and stuff like that too. But no, it's the tears, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to me, the crocodile tears. That's the tears. All right, man. Sucks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks, man. Sad for, sad. You know, I, and you know, we don't have our resident lawyer here right now. I just wonder, like, what the next steps are, you know, because they got some big people, on, or, you know, on, like Ben Crump and them that are, mm-hmm. you know, out there or, you know, assisting the family. But I wonder what happens next or is this just the end of it? Like, they just got to deal with it. This will be the end of civil, it. Civil suit, I'm sure. They're going to sue the city. Yeah. They're going to do a civil suit. They're going to get they're going to get some money for that. But that's yeah, that's not going to diminish what what they lost. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll get some money. His child will be taken care of financially, which is great. But he, they're going to grow up without a father. Yeah, it's sad. But yeah, man, crazy. It's the world we live in, man. It's the world we that live in. It is the world we live in. Um, going on to something a little lighter. We got nurse nurse love in the building. Oh, it's my turn. Oh shoot, man. Got to let me know in advance, man. Get my question together. All right, we go. Throwing R. Kelly in the hey, background. Let me throw yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe maybe we'll start the uh, start the segment with one of your favorite R. Kelly songs. Yeah. He was singing it earlier. He was playing it earlier before you got here. So yeah, he was it was, playing it was R. Kelly. Really bad. All right, here we go. Is emotional cheating worse than physical cheating? Repeat that question. Is emotional cheating worse than physically? cheating and why who wants to go first i'm gonna wait i feel like (laughs) i feel like it it depends on which side it comes from but for the most part i'm going to say emotional right uh as a man you know your woman your wife your girlfriend or whatever being emotionally invested in someone else i feel like that that's more like hurtful more you know it's I feel like I'd, that'd mm-hmm. be a lot harder, right? Um, from a woman's standpoint, I feel like for them it's the physical because they, in their mind, the physical is tied to an, an emotional part, right? So yeah. if, if a guy, you know, guys, like, like we talked about before, guys are wired differently, right? A dude can sleep with a chick, do whatever, and have zero emotional attachment, right? It's just literally, literally satisfying a physical need. Mm-hmm. But to a woman, there has to be emotion tied to it. So if they if they if their man has a, an affair with someone or whatever, in their head they're like they're emotionally attached, right? You you like her more than me. You care about her more than me. Like you know what I mean? So they start going in, into those into those kind of you know mindsets. So I feel like it, it varies depending on the man or the woman. You know what I mean? But for a guy, like I said, I feel like it's going to be the emotional part. See, know? I had a, I had a difference of opinion um, when this topic first came up. I said physical because as men we're territorial right so just as a man when just to think that your significant other your woman was physically with with another man you know i i you know just i'm like hold on like you know you you, you like territorial like (laughs) ain't no way it's mine ain't no way she let another man touch her or you know anything like that or do whatever i'm supposed to be doing with her so you know, and I had a different take, but I heard George, so let's let's keep the, you know, <laughs> no, around the table. I think, it's, like I said, it's it's, it's both, and it kind of varies. But, yeah, I'm but go both. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't pick I, both. Either one it's, sucks. It's, it's one or the other. Pick option C. Yeah, yeah. one or the other. <laughs> right in at, at nah. this in this right. debate is one or the other. So yeah, so for me, I think if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it would be emotional. I say that only because, like, for me, it's like all right, you know, I. I think it would bother me more to know that you're thinking about another dude versus you actually having an action of one night fuck up or whatever you want to call it. Now you multiple, like if you're just doing it for a long period, that's different. I'm just saying we just choosing to like, all right, one situation, you did something, all right, cool, cool, cool. I've been there, I've done that, whatever. But it's different when I'm like, when you know that that, that woman or in other cases, if it's the opposite way around, you're thinking about this person while you're intimate with the person you're supposed to be with. Oh, that's different. That's emotional. That, yeah. and you can't shake that. That's different to me. So for me, emotional trumps the physical aspect of it. Um, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm gonna start with that. <laughs> so okay, so 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 now, now I'm told that women are, you know, when it comes to like the physical, right? 
women are like their emotions are tied into the yeah, physical, right? Yeah, look me in right? my eye. Right. You like in order for a woman to get physical with you, they have, they to, have, be to, they have to have the yeah, yeah they have to have their emotions that's what invested, I was saying. right? Yeah. So therefore, their emotions have to be tied to that physical that they're doing with that other person. Right. right. And the same. No, same yeah. Hand, right? So therefore, you know, yeah, they they might be emotionally invested in that other person besides you, but then they're also giving up the physical too. So you didn't lost in both avenues, right? right. That's why I said both. <laughs> so, 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 no, I'm saying, but when if you find out, because it's all men at this table, yeah, if you find out, okay, this woman is emotionally, obviously, she's emotionally invested because yeah. she's physical. already because she got physical. That's yeah, the, mm-hmm. that's which part. one is hurting you the most? The fact that she got emotionally tied, or the fact that she just took it to the physical? Well, I mean. I think you got to break it down by you got to go by gender with that because like he like Rob was saying like Roy was saying for men it's emotional for for women it's both like it's 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 physical and emotional I think um we're all humans nobody's perfect everybody makes mistakes things happen in life or whatever but you look at it like like for men like you said you can be you can you can have one slip up or whatever you have a, a, a one night of, of things can go down physically and whatnot, but you won't have any emotional attachment to it. She may think that you do, but you, you won't. It'd just be something that fulfilled the need when that time. Maybe, who knows? You were going through a rough period in your relationship and, and something happened or whatever. It, it, things happen. But I feel like between the two, like it's really like for men, it's emotional. I, I think it's the toughest thing because just to think that um, – for you, it, it won't necessarily, you can kind of sort of let go of things like that. Like, you can like, oh, it's physical or whatever. But if you're emotionally tied to someone, you're going to be stuck with that. Whereas for women, it, it, I feel like it will be both, in my opinion. Well, that's why yeah. I said emotional. Yeah. Because in order for, like, like we talked about, in order for that woman to lay down and get physical, right. they have to emotionally the emotion be tied was the foundation attached. of it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, that's why I, I feel like, what, what was the question? Is that which, which is worse or does it hurt more? What's the, what's the, what's which the question? Which is worse, which emotion is worse? or physical? Well, yeah, I, like I said, it's, it's... They both hurt. Yeah. They both hurt, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's emotional because emotional is the foundation of where the physical comes yeah. from. Like, like you said, you're not going to get physical right. unless you're emotionally attached. All right. All right, so in this conversation right now, we just talked about the man's perspective, right, as far as men not being, yeah. having no emotion. You know, oh, we can just lay down and do whatever and not give a damn. Well, that, that's a common misconception, right? Men have emotions and feelings, and, you know, we can mm-hmm. get invested. You know, after you can, the can. But you yeah. don't have to be. Yeah, right. yeah, but yeah. you can, though, right? right. So, therefore, you know, let's, let's, try to, let's try to jump into the woman's perspective, right? All right, as, as what, a non-woman, yeah, I can yeah, try. Yeah, yeah, but shit, you know, we <laughs> look from their standpoint. Her. Years yeah. and years of experience with women. So, therefore, what bothers them the most? Physical. Physical. Hundred percent physical. Yeah, because I like. It's but they're like, both it's almost, tied together. Yeah, it's almost the in, inverse relationship there. Yeah. Like we look at physical before we go emotional, right? So the act of it is the one I feel like women. Again, I'm not a woman, and women out there, feel free to comment because y'all comment on all the other stuff I say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feel free to comment on this, but in my opinion, I think it's it's more physical. Because it's the action behind it. Because women know that guys typically don't have to have emotional attachment to do something physical with a woman. You know, you could just be out, do whatever with, with, with that. But they'll still think that you yeah. have some emotional. That's, yeah. that's, that's where. Because the aftermath of it. Yeah, the right? physical part will make them think that you have an emotional right. investment. So then, so then that's where they get. But it's and then, on the physical. And then if you keep going back, then that, that shows that you do have an emotional attachment. To no, right. no, no. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You could keep going back with no emotional attachment. Right. I ain't That's never true. kissed that girl in her mouth. Not one time. I don't even look at her. I tell her, don't look at me. That's the rules. No eye contact. Those are rules of engagement. But just the same way that, yeah. that, that men can do that, so can women. Sure. Yeah. You know, they can, absolutely. They, they can do that without emotional attachment as well. Mm-hmm. They can go out there and have their, their one night Some thing. Some do it better than me. Yep. Exactly. A lot Man. They're not going to admit to it, you know. Uh, but yeah, they can do it they mm-hmm. you know what men are stupid i'm just well, we are we are we're not facts. the smartest yeah we're not yeah. bright at all yeah, you know a couple batting of the eyelashes and you know whatever she got, got the you. right fit, right outfit on yeah you, all that crap whatever you thought you thought went out the window mm-hmm. so yeah man we real gullible but um yeah yeah i think it's um i don't know i think it's the physical i mean the emotional you can you know from the man's perspective you can yeah, 
But then once you know that that other man had, had hands on your, your woman. It don't feel the same. You know, it's like, hold on, yeah. man. This ain't, nah, nah. Because it's stuck in your head. Yeah. yeah mentally, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah, mentally. <laughs> you're, yeah, it's a wrap. Like Morris Chestnut in The Best Man. Yeah, yeah for women. Yeah. <laughs> Start having flashbacks in your head. I think it's physical, physical. So for men, physical, women, physical. I think it's both for both. I mean, nah, they both but, hurt. They both hurt. No, nah, but it's, you know, this questionnaire is one over the other. You know, so. Emotional for me, man. Emotional. I think it's, yeah, for me, I can speak from my perspective. It's emotional for me. For From women, I think it could be both. If I had to pick towards one, it would be more physical because I think when it comes down to it, the woman's going to be like, she's going to ask you questions about the physical part. But then, well, man, that's, that's tough. And I think about it. Well, do, you have, do, you, do you like that? Like, what do you right. feel about that girl? Why are you asking me about that? I don't feel shit for her. Well, like you I were saying, <laughs> like JT, like you were saying, like guys, guys are prideful, yeah. right? So with, with the whole like physical thing, guys are prideful. So mm-hmm. that, that same thing applies to the emotional part. You know what I'm saying? Just me being a prideful man, if I know in your head you really like love this dude or you really into, like that, that's going to mess with your pride and your ego and everything else. And you're going to be like, man, fuck this, man. Like I'm out of here. You know, I can't, I can't, you can't, you can't shake it. You yeah. Know? It's like I'm sexing you, yeah. but I'm actually having real conversations with this other guy. That's going to mess with me because I'm yeah. going to be like, well, you damn, don't want to me? Use. You don't want to talk to me about it? I want to know about it. No, I don't know about that. You only here for, you know. <laughs> for that thing. For that thing. For that Wayne. Yeah. That's that all Wayne. I want. I want nothing else. That Wayne Wayne. That will mess with me. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. back yeah. in the day, I'll be like, all right, well, I don't talk to you either. Shit, right. bye. <laughs> the money's on the nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Get out. out. I'm out. Matter of fact, I'll leave. Don't yeah. that old dusty trail. <laughs> Ooh, I'm tired. Money's on the nice thing. Don't you got something to do? You got a job? Why are you still here? No. <laughs> no. That's when you get up like, so what you about to do? <laughs> what you about to do? Right. <laughs> man, oh, man. All right, cool. No, good, good. Right, co- hey, one of these days, man, we got to have an all, all relationship time. I mean, I got a bunch of these. It. No, we can I got a bunch of them. Just Do it next stored in my phone. Yeah. I got some too, though. So uh, yeah, I got a bunch of them. Buddy Love over there. Hey, you know I'm good with it. Let's do it, man. I like to recklessly talk. It's not right. <laughs> be recorded. You know, these these type of conversations though will spark up conversations on the oh yeah on our chats. Oh you yeah, know, you know people. Yeah, <laughs> shit, don't remind me. Might have to get the heads up before yeah, you get yeah. home. Like, hey, you so, know. Uh, <laughs> so we had this conversation so today, today on the podcast, right? We talked uh, about the. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, man. Nah, that's cool, though. No, I said what I said, damn it. That's how I feel. This ain't going to be on punishment. That's how I feel, man. It is what it is, right? Get don't punished. ask me to question it. Get punched in the stomach. <laughs> that's fine. I'll be punished. Punishment. <laughs> hey, guys, I can't come out today. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said something inappropriate. I'm on timeout. <laughs> Follow us, y'all. The Cup Check Pod on Instagram, yep, yep. Spotify, Tell Apple Podcasts. You know, share, please, 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 share this with somebody you think might enjoy it, get something from it, and uh, again, continue to comment on our posts and engage with us, and let us know what we want, what you want to hear from us, and what we can do better or whatever. We you know, we love the feedback, so mm-hmm. we'll catch y'all on the next one, man. Appreciate y'all listening. Yep, yep, yeah. Later. Peace, peace out. Thank you.